Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Obviously, there's a lot of stuff on the docket today. You see a line running across the screen at 395.45. You'll find out later on that was our pivot of sorts. We'll get back to that later. More importantly, and the first thing we do when we take a look at the daily chart is we decide what's the first or first and second thing that jumps off the chart at us. That's generally the thing that's most prevalent on the chart. So therefore, what do we have? Well, we have Jerry's Candle. Jerry's Candle Low, 393.48. They ran a test of it today. They spiked below into the 100 period moving average. And lo and behold, they closed the day at 393.80 above the low of Jerry's Candle. Therefore, not just yet is the bull finished. Now, tomorrow, if they close below it, that's a whole new ball game. We talked about this a number of times. If they test the low and they run back up, then all they will have done is test the low. It's normal garden variety of market behavior. And just for the folks that don't know what Jerry's candle or Jerry's low is, if you weren't around yesterday or subsequent to that, it's the day where Jerome Powell gave a speech last week and the market ran up like a bat out of hell. So now they've done what's called a complete takeback of Jerry's candle. Let's talk a little bit again about timing. Tomorrow on Wednesday could be a turn day. Doesn't have to be. We're not saying buy the market because it's going to turn tomorrow. All I'm saying is don't be surprised if you see a turn tomorrow. Tomorrow into Thursday, that type of situation. Why is that? Well, it's simply a full moon. The market can turn on a full moon, sometimes does turn on a full moon if it's trading down or up into a full moon. So therefore, we note it. I'm bringing it out to the forefront. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. If you think that's absolute bonkers, you're free to do a couple of things. A, ignore it. B, go away. Or C, open up your mind to say, hey, wait a minute, maybe there is something to this stuff. It's used as a guideline. It's information. The more tools we have in our toolbox, the better off we're going to be. I'm not saying we take a trade on this stuff. I'm saying it's an awareness that A, you're at a breakup candle low. B, you have a full moon tomorrow. Now it is tomorrow night. So therefore, could come in tomorrow, could come in Thursday. We'll see. It's just an awareness, but you're at an important place And you're at an important time. Time is more important than price. When you can put time and price together, you generally find yourself in a full stack situation. So we'll see going forward over the next day or so if that was the case. Now, let's fast forward a little bit more into the next week. The next week has a plethora of things. Another area where the market can put in a turn around that mid-month point we've been talking about that what else do we have next week so check this out so next week 
We have another Kabuki theater situation. We have a Fed interest rate announcement, FOMC announcement. So that'll be a meeting on Tuesday, culminating on Wednesday afternoon. And oh, by the way, next week is the last regular way quadruple witching options expiration week of 2022. So we have quad witching options expiration week, the futures contract roll, weird stuff happens. We have the Fed announcement. We have the middle of the month can be another turning situation. So we have two potential turns on us. One maybe over the next day or two, and then another one also next week. So for example, let's say the market was trading down into next week, into the Fed announcement. We're going to be looking for a turn out of that event. What happens if the market turns tomorrow into Thursday, something like that, and trades up for a few days? We may be looking for a turn down as a result of the Fed announcement. We'll see what happens, how the market unfolds as it's getting to these important places and time is paramount. Let's look at the market from another perspective. Forget the news for a moment, put that aside. Let's just think in terms of about a week ago, the market was trading up in around the same range that we are now. So we were trading up in this area, back and forth, eating time off the clock, building energy to make another move higher. Now, they had a jolt higher and Jerry's candle, Jerry's press conference, whatever it was. Now we've retraced Jerry, which puts us in the same position that we were before. And still, here's the next thing. We talked about this last night. The next thing is, do they at least stay above the most recent breakout area? Now they have so far, and if they come below it, it's a different kind of tape. But if they stay above, even if they break Jerry's candle, but stay above that 390 area, that's really the last line of defense. Now here's what I will tell you. Close below Jerry's candle, I wouldn't expect them to hold 390. That would be the prevailing thing at the time. One more time, just looking at the weekly chart, let's just look at the big picture. We pan back a little bit, take the 30,000 foot view, and we say, well, what did they do? Well, so far they ran a test of a weekly chart break down candle high area, and they're pulling back. Now, that may be all she can do, that's totally fine, but... If she continues staying above, closing weekly above that 20-period moving average, then she can build energy in a bullish formation to make another jolt higher. Put this on a sticky note, by the way. If the market gets below that weekly chart, 20-period moving average, and closes the week below that, the door is going to open for around 385, 386, give or take a little bit, And I would say that would probably be in rapid fashion. So let's see how that unfolds a second. The 20-period moving average on the weekly chart is at 392.36. The Jerry's candle low, the breakup candle low, is at 393.48. So you can see that closing below that daily chart place that's important, and then a weekly chart place that's important can certainly open the floodgates for another leg lower. And by the way, 385, 386 doesn't have to be the end of the move, but that would be a target on the way down. Those are two different things. There can be multiple targets. That would be really my first target. I would put that one on a sticky note. 
just in case. Let's see if we have other charts that are either confirming or not confirming the information found on the daily slash weekly chart, all the stuff we just talked about. Now, here's an interesting one. So we have a 240-minute chart, and here is a breakup candle, same Jerry's candle, but it's not the same Jerry's candle. So the low here is 394.06, and that's different than the daily chart. So here, you have a 240 chart, and they closed below that low. Not only did they close this candle below that low, but as they tried to rally by the end of the day, they were not able to recapture that low on the 240 chart. So that's definitely a puzzle piece. That's definitely on the table. That's in the bear camp. The 120 chart shows much of the same type of information. 394.06 was that low, is that low. They couldn't get there by the end of the day. So this is pointing bearish, but the daily chart takes precedent over the 240 and the 120. But we can say, and this is important stuff, we can say that we have a divergence between the 120-240 charts and the daily chart. But the daily chart, the bigger time frame, certainly takes precedent. What have we got in stocks on the move today? I think you'll find some of this stuff quite interesting. I would get out your sticky notes, pay attention, because as long as you have the numbers and the guidance, you can make money in this market no matter which way it's going. It pays to know your numbers. So watch this. It was turnaround Tuesday. We didn't do much of a turnaround from Monday's down day, but it's still noted as turnaround Tuesday. The overnight crew didn't get very far as they formulated a bearish pattern in the futures charts. Okay, so that's the first thing I noticed at zero dark 30. So what am I talking about? Well, this is the futures chart. So I wake up at zero dark and I notice this. That's where the market traded all night long. So basically, they had a move down and then they had a bearish, flaggish kind of situation. So the first thing in my mind was, likely story is, unless certain things happen in the northern direction, likely story is the market's going to go in the southern direction. That's my first thought. Very similar to when we look at a daily chart and I say, like I said tonight, the first thing that jumps off the page, the first and second thing that jump off the page, those are usually the things that are most important. Now, let's look at something of a number that's quite interesting right out of the gate at zero dark. So what I'm saying here is whether it's in the pre-market or during the regular session, 398.70 will be our early bear pivot. What does that mean in English? Well, it's very simple. Bear market means the market has got downward pressure going down in the southern direction. A bear pivot means if the bears can push price and keep price. When I say candle closes, it's about time. How much time are they spending below a certain price? 10-minute candle, a 15-minute candle. The evidence begins to build that they're actually going to go lower. So that's what I mean by a bear pivot. Below on candle closes, the door opens for the next leg lower to where, you might ask, the place we discussed in last night's video. Okay, fair enough. Where is that place? Well, we know what that place is. It's Jerry's Low. We had a bull case, but we didn't really need that. So let's move along, see what we have as the day gets underway. A little service announcement. I have an appointment on Friday morning. I can't avoid it. Sometimes... We have to be flexible, and therefore, I'm not going to be available for Inside the Numbers on Friday. 
The live room will be open, and we'll be back Monday in uniform, ready to go. It's not Friday tomorrow. I'm just telling you a couple of days in advance, so there are no surprises. All right, let's move it along. 921. Let's call the big fat round number plus 400.40 up to 400.90 overhead resistance. They actually got to 399.99, I believe. Let's go double check that. Correct. High of day, first five minute candle of day, 399.99 plus shipping and handling. So if they spiked it 402.50, but they didn't do that, they're hanging around the big fat round number. No surprise. If they get below, then the door will open for the gap left open from last night, 399.61, and then down to 399 and so on. This is just the first look before the opening bell. Now we have to know 398.17, and pay attention because here's where the first trade comes in. 398.17 is the line in the sand on candle closes that opens the door for 395.50. So there's a big gap in there, meaning a lot of space between 395.50 and 398.17. So we don't want to get caught in that, but we need to know and realize 398.17 is important. So even still, before the opening bell, I'm saying if they test 398.17 sooner than later, like out-of-the-gate type stuff, they can spike it, but would normally snap back for at least a trade. They start out as scalp trades with potential. They spike the low. That's where liquidity is. Traders have stops down there. They rip it back in the other direction. We've seen it over and over and over again. And there's your 398.17 line, and that's precisely what they did. They spiked it, and they did rip it back in the other direction, but they stopped kind of short of a big-time rally. They did give the scalp trade, and you'll see that in the notes in a moment. Here it is, 943, 398.17 is the line in the sand. If they spike it, it's still good for a scalp one time. Notice I say one time. Then closing candles below 398 opens the door for the lower stuff, like Jerry's candle low area. So you know game is on if they start getting below 398, closing candles below, staying below. That means game is on for lower prices. So there are traders that are willing to sell in the hole in that type of scenario. It's not for me, but it is for some others. There were traders that hopped on the short side today. Kudos to them. Nice trade. So you see here at 949, the spike happened. The scalp portion is over. And you think about it like this. If I say spike below the number. So we're looking for a spike down to 398, maybe down below 398 and the snap back. So traders trading that properly should have gotten at least six, eight, maybe even 10 points on that scalp. That is a nice trade. Let's see what else we have. Below 397.55, that was that spike low from earlier, and it's likely curtains for the bulls for a while. There's your 397.55. That would entail closing candles below 398. Closing price here, 397.81. That's a tip off, and there you go, straight down on a drip slash creep formation, but still straight down. Then you have targets and bounce areas on the way down. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. So now we're saying, at least from a first target perspective on the way down, looking for a bounce, 9.57 a.m., 3.96 and lower is the target for the bears and an area they'll likely bounce back from. So that was the first spot. Remember, 
They don't always have to go to the low of the breakup candle. They go to the low area. This started for me that low area, 396. Even though it's not tremendous, you see what happened here. Low, 395.99. They bounced back to a high in this candle of 396.75. That's good for another scalp opportunity. Come back down, you protect it, you can buy them lower. We had some traders that participated in that trade. Now, what was happening was they weren't really getting out of there in a hurry formation. So the market's always doing something to give you information. So here's what I'm saying at 1018. I think this is important. This is the stuff you learn from each and every day. This comes right out of the experience treasure trove. Getting on the front end of support is one way to go. They get to the 396 and they bounce. Normally, they would spike it some and then turn around. That's in my humble opinion, but that's from experience. Either way, traders long would have this understanding since the range was rather large. If you're a participant, it's trader's choice where to buy. You want to buy at the front end, the middle, the lower end of the range, all three. That's up to the trader. Some are more aggressive than others. Some want to wait for lower prices everywhere in between. So then we had the bounce, 1025, seven points. That was at a bare minimum. That qualifies for the scalp portion. So we had a something for everybody in the S&P type of day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Then when they broke lower, by the way, 396 is now overhead resistance. See this? First, it's support and they bounce off of it. When they get below, it becomes resistance. That's how you confirm that your number is in fact correct. Moving along, pause the video, read them, check them. Let's see what we have as the afternoon starts up. 11.45 around lunchtime, they're now beginning to formulate a bearish flaggish pattern around the lows. They stay below 395.50. That was our pivot, as you'll see if you read the notes. That would make it bearish for a test, retest for the lows or lower. There it is. Now your line is at 395.50. There's your bearish pattern on a five-minute chart. That's what it looks like on a 10-minute chart. So they build one of these sideways bearish patterns, can't get above the pivot. So what happens? They break down from the pivot. You can see 395.50 is our pivot for now. 394, that is in fact Jerry's low, 393.50. 394 was some of those intraday candles. So anywhere in there was going to be an important place. About one o'clock. By the way, if they continue to fall, 392 would be a target and an area, give or take, where they would bounce back for a scalp with potential quality type trade. There you have it, 392. You can see here, low of day, 391.64. And then you can see they found support on it at the end of the day when they came back for the retest and then had a ramp into the end of the day away from 392. 392 was a target. It was also a tradable scalp with potential quality type situation. Let me ask you this. Look yourself in the face. What more are you looking for? Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We did have some stocks on the move posted this morning. We took a trade in USO today, or at least it was posted on the board. Some of you took a trade in USO today. NRG and MRTX, RCL, Royal Caribbean off the board. It's a no trade. Here's that USO situation. They kind of fluttered around the first price low of 
66.13 against 08. And then in this candle, the low was 08 exactly. They bounced a little bit, came down to the second level. They creeped into it. That's not the ideal situation for the manner in which we like. They bounced away first. And then the third level actually worked. But crude is very, very weak. And I believe they have some unfinished business down south before getting another bid slash rally opportunity. NRG, first level, the price opened below. The opening print was 35.59. So this price is off the table. The second one, they hovered, 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 and then they creeped on through. And then you can see the third price, 34, give or take, was actually the price that worked out for the trade, but nobody's taking this late in the day as they creeped into it as the market by a whole was melting down. So I'm quite certain not many traders, if there were even a few, took this NRG trade at all. MRTX, they came close. They had a nice rip away from it. Unfortunately, no fill on that one. They came back and they did the thing after the fact. So they did it on the second go around. You don't want the second bite of the apple even though they didn't even give you a taste of the first bite of the apple. So this was a situation where it's the manner in which, but you take away is the numbers work. IWM, below this line, no good, but let's just take it for what it is. Look at this. Now we know about the S&P 500, and now look at the type of day that our favorite market-leading indicator had in terms of giving up the breakup candle low, Jerry's candle, they didn't even make an attempt to get back above it. All right, get out your sticky notes and your puzzle boxes because this is a puzzle piece. It's absolutely on the table. This is a warning signal. This is an SOS flare up in the air. Write it down. 178 minimum required target, more likely 175 and lower. Just to give a different look on a different chart, Weekly chart, high, lower high, lower high, lower high. This is bearish. No matter what anybody wants to think, is thinking, or what it might look like to somebody else, that by definition is bearish until it's broken. That is a trend. It's in a downtrend. It's a pattern. And until those things are broken, that is what's going on. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Nice nifty move right into the 100 period moving average. Breakup candle low happens to be at 13,751 and change. Low today, below that by a few dollars. And guess what? Pop back to close above it. So we have a diverging thing going on. IWM is telling me one thing. My second favorite market leading indicator isn't yet confirming the thing that the IWM is saying. That's okay. We treat each chart independent of one another. We don't necessarily take cues directly and do something in another market directly based on what one market does, but it's all one thing. We take the information, we put it on the table, we assemble the puzzle with the pieces the market gives us, we come out with the picture, and whether we have some divergences, a bunch of divergences, a lot of bearish stuff, some bullish stuff, we come out with the big picture. So far, the big picture is there's potential trouble in paradise. Remember, the S&P 500 did not close below Jerry's low. So there's still hope for what we call in the trading parlance a rescue operation. What about the Q people? We're focused on the same candle, Jerry's candle. They flirted with the low. Interestingly enough, I don't think they spiked below the low. 
279.97. Today's low, 280.26. So that's interesting. Didn't spike below it. Obviously closed above it. So it's still in rescue operation territory. They may have just been running a test. We'll find out more tomorrow. Financials had some follow-through to the downside today. Remember, when there was nothing wrong with the financials and they were above all the moving averages all the way up here, we say unless the financials are beginning to fall apart or are falling apart, it's unlikely the rest of the market falls apart. Well, guess what? Things changed. That's no longer the case. Not that they've fallen apart, but they're certainly not in the same position they were in just three days ago. Held up by the 100 period moving average as overhead resistance. 3380 is going to be a very important spot. Begin closing daily and weekly below 3380, and there's another leg lower coming. Here's a monthly chart. Let's just put this thing in perspective. Think about the things that we've been talking about for weeks and months. This is a bounce and a downtrend, right? Across all the markets. Now, if you take the high and you run a retracement, using the high, the all-time high, or the high over 40 bucks at the beginning of the year, and the recent low, they've retraced somewhere in between 50% and 618% retracement. That is a garden variety retracement. That, by definition, is still a bounce in a downtrend until this monthly chart can close back above that 20-period moving average. When and if they did... Then we would begin to target 38 once again, which begins to climb the next big breakdown candle in the sequence. And on this monthly chart, you'll see right here, the high is right above 38. How do you like them apples? Smash Mouth, it's a waiting game. Same breakup candle low, same Jerry's candle, same test, same important place. They're either going to give it up or they're going to get rescued, and it will have been a test, and they'll start another leg higher, or at least make an attempt to start another leg higher. And that's basically where we are. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.